We celebrated my dad's 82nd birthday tonight. He was lively and engaged and told funny stories. A few months ago, he was on his way to being a vegetable. He slept all day. His mind was basically gone. He could barely form a sentence. This protocol Dr. Kylie has us on has not been easy. We've had to go super slow and start again several times. We're only up to three drops on the VRMs, but I know that's okay. Yesterday he said he feels better than he's felt in a long time. He's also back to his annoying perfectionist self. He's the only person I know who can look at a picture and tell if it's 118th of an inch off center. This is the power of what you do. Dr. Kylie gave an 82-year-old man his quality of life back. That's pretty stinking amazing. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, Kimberly. If you want results, patients, practitioners, come join me. We need to create an army of practitioners who do this kind of stuff and do it right. The Beyond the Diagnosis Mastermind doors close September 6th. I want to see you on the inside. Go to btdmastermind.com and let's create an army. Patience. If you're looking to just see what can happen in simply 21 days, come pick the boot camp that's right for you. You can find them all at drkylieburton.com and come join us September 6th. Don't wait any longer. It's time to step into our purpose. It's time to be a little bit better. It's time to have you back for not only yourself, but for your family. See you on the inside. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Today, I am privileged to be joining my old mentor, the man who is responsible for getting me into this functional medicine madness, Dr. Jerry Duggar. He is a chiropractor out of Bountiful, Utah, just right up the street from me, but he has an online practice as well. Check it out at Duggar Wellness, D-U-G-G-A-R, wellness.com. Dr. Duggar, I'm excited to see you again. And <laughs> now we're both being called doctors, whereas before I was your assistant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, of course, we've been following each other and in, in, in touch on the online space for a long time, but it has been a long time that uh, since we've seen each other face to face. I wish it was live in person, but Zoom is a good second fiddle here. But yeah, super excited to kind of go down this path and chat with you. So proud. Uh, honestly, I'm just going to say right off the bat that I'm like super proud of you. I don't know. Does that sound weird? <laughs> no, like it's, it's good. You're going to make me cry <laughs> because you literally are the person who introduced any functional medicine to me introduced chiropractic introduced anything outside of western medicine is your responsibility yes well so, that's uh that's fun well, let, let's uh, talk about this crazy journey that you and i have been on for for quite a while now so i've been in practice 22 years so when you said an old friend that is uh literal and figurative you know, I, <laughs> you're I'm, not I'm, that old <laughs> I, yeah, I just i just turned 50 and realized that i can golf for the senior discount prices. So I'm really excited. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk about journeys and whether that's a patient journey that they're experiencing or a practitioner journey. I know when I started getting into this whole, like, what is chiropractic? You're, you're adjusting, like you're telling people to not eat. I remember one time 
I had acne on my face and I was like, Dr. Duggar, my hormones are so crazy. What do I do? And you're like, get dairy out of your diet. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I come from a family of dairy farmers. That's blasphemy. <laughs> you're not going to be invited to the family party. Yeah. Are you? I just graduated with my bachelor's degree in nutrition. And we were told dairy has all this calcium and good stuff in it for you. And then I get introduced to the functional medicine world. And it's like, dairy is bad for you. And that causes, for me, it causes hormone cystic acne. I don't drink it. I don't use it. Dairy and dairy is not my diet anymore. But I remember that first impression. I was like, hmm, I don't know if that's possible for me to get that out of my diet. <laughs> And what are we, what, I don't know, 10 years, when did I work for you? 2012? I think it was 2012. Yeah. So, you know, early in my practice, that's a while ago. That's a long time, right? But when you were working with me, you were just a a sponge, like everything I knew you just wanted to soak up and you wanted to understand, you know, you had this great background of, in college of nutrition, but yeah, it was kind of from a different lens. It was you know, dietetics and, and that sort of thing and calories. The food and plate and the food, food pyramid and yep. And you know, I think that's I, I'm always cautious to not be too uh too negative about that sort of education because it certainly is helpful, but it, it certainly is not a complete picture. And when you're trying to actually help sick people get well, you have to throw out all your preconceived ideas and just fall in love with what works. And, you know, the functional medicine space back then, and even a little bit before that was really not identified as functional medicine. It was just complementary or alternative medicine. It was just anything out of mainstream was in this amorphous blob over here of craziness. And we had all sorts of observable phenomenon, but we didn't always have the best explanations of why things worked. And So yeah, really all of my practice, I remember 20 plus years ago when I was first starting out, I would do, I would do classes every week for my patients, you know, healthcare class. And I remember the first time I started talking about leaky gut and, you know, food issues and nobody had heard of them, like zero, nobody in my practice was like, especially here in Utah, like you, I always say Utah's a decade behind the rest of the country. So, you know, they just thought I was an alien, number one, saying that I could adjust their spine and it would have any impact on their health. But number two, it's like the gut and food sensitivities and leaky gut. And anyway, now everybody knows about it, but you'll still hear a lot of people say that it's not, you know, a valid idea. And we often feel like we're kind of pioneers and we're mavericks and we're, you know, running against the grain. but all in the name of patient results. You know, what is it going to really take to move the needle for someone? And so, you know, that's always been my philosophy. It's been a long journey to get there, but you just kind of sucked it up. You, you wanted to know everything and you kind of had this, after you'd seen enough patient changes as an assistant, you just kind of started to believe everything I said, which was, well, I remember, I remember thinking, you know, if I'm going to do this, because I applied to chiropractic school months before telling you. <laughs> and, and I was like, if I'm going to do this, how am I going to be as smart as him? How do I learn all of that stuff? Yes. And now it's like 10 years into it. I still have a ways to go, but 
I'm pretty smart. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> I, that's for sure. That's for sure. So can I tell a really funny story to your listeners about your first day at the office? Yeah, let's back up though, because first off, we had this group interview, right? And I just give you some background. I had just graduated with my bachelor's degree in nutrition and I was just applying, applying, applying. I go into his office. I had never heard of chiropractic before in my life. Never heard of functional medicine. Even though you're an athlete. Yes. It was all PTs. It was all physical therapy for us, which was fine. But I I would have combined the both, the two of them or, or even my sister-in-law the other day was like, I have some knee pain. Like, what should I do about it? Should I go to a physical therapist? I was like, well, I'm kind of biased, but PTs can't adjust you. Chiros can. If you go to the right Cairo with the right extremity specialist, you can get phenomenal results and not have to worry about an MRI or CT scan or all that stuff. So anyways, according to Kelly, which is the funny part, Kelly is my assistant now. And she was the receptionist (laughs) for Dr. Duggar's office while I was working there. So Kelly and I met there and now her and I work together. Um, So according to Kelly, who was at this interview group, she's like, Jerry didn't want to hire you. It was all Tammy. And ultimately, who's his wife. And ultimately, I didn't want you hired either. Kelly's telling me this, right? But somehow Tammy got her way and just said, you got to trust me on this. That girl needs to be in your office. And now looking back, like, holy crap, thank heavens you listened to Tammy because it changed my life. (laughs) That's powerful. Thanks for sharing. Like, I would rather do just about a hundred other things than interview people for a job. (laughs) It's like the worst. (laughs) I have no skill set for it. You know, and that's why I rely on. That's on why other, we're doctors. We're, we're good at being doctors. <laughs> but I had Tammy so, and Kelly both sitting there, and yeah, I think I I was leaning towards somebody else. Although you were sharp and and what have you, just for some reason, my impression was, huh, okay, maybe this other gal. But Tammy's like, no, I I think Kylie's. I'm like, I don't want to have a Kylie and a Kelly. I, <laughs> I get them all confused. And now Anyways, we're here. So. Now it's her and I together. I know. <laughs> and people do get them confused. So, but funny enough, I think it was the first day or maybe the second day. No, it was the first day. So I, I, you hire me. I come in the office the first day and and do tell because it's quite hilarious. So I, I had recently been one of the first chiropractors in Utah to be uh, certified to do injections of homeopathics. So that's pretty atypical. Most chiropractors in the country don't have you know, don't have that sort of scope. Utah's got a great scope of practice for chiropractic. And uh, they just opened up this possibility. So we had just gotten trained and I was doing injections um, to help a lot of musculoskeletal injuries. So I was, I was like so excited. I was going to have an assistant who was going to help me like hand me the syringe. And, you know, I kind of feel like a real Dr. RD, you know, (laughs) I've been doing it by myself, you know, for a while. So Kylie was, uh, Dr. Kylie was in there and told her what we were going to do and got the syringe already. And, you know, I'm focused, like I'm, I've got a needle in my hand and I'm actually injecting into a patient's neck. So she's laying face down on the table. All my attention is right down on, on her and being really good about clean needle technique. You know, I was just doing my job here. And then I hear a big thud (laughs) and I, I immediately look up and Kylie is passing out, she's <laughs> fallen into the wall and is basically 
sliding down the wall <laughs> to the floor. And so I've got a needle in one in, in my hand here and I can't like grab her. So I did the only thing I could think of, which was I just body slammed her <laughs> with my body. I body slammed her into the wall so she wouldn't like hit her head or anything. And she kind of just slid to the ground. And here's the funny story. I don't think the patient knew what happened because they were face down. They were like, what is this noise? But they didn't want to move because, right, I had a needle. So I was like, what in the world just happened? And now I don't know if you knew before that you were afraid of needles or that you passed out easily, but you were I had never so, passed out before in my life. And I don't so even necessarily know if it was the needle that got it because I'm fine with those now. But on that day, I was... The stress of the new job. I was off. Totally in uh, sympathetic, you know, fight or flight, worry, anxiousness, and what have you. And then that needle, and then you just went down, and you were so embarrassed. And I honestly, you know, I was like, Tammy, you really think this is the girl? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway, that was a a fun, rocky start to our great relationship. Yeah, then fast forward to the first quarter of chiropractic school for me. Um, he went, so you went to a place in Georgia. I went to a place in, in Oregon with two very, very different philosophies and sides of the spectrum. But I go into the cadaver lab. It's the first week of school. And we're told in Oregon, chiropractors can do gynecology. They can do minor surgery. They can do genital urinary exams. They can do basically pretty much any minor something, you know, along those lines. So in school, we had to perform all those. So yes, I performed a gynecology exam and general, I have performed all that stuff on real people. But that was the first day that they introduced us to this. And I was like, if I knew what I was getting in, into, I probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> and then come Monday when school starts and, and he had tried to warn me, like chiropractic school is, it's tough. You don't understand how tough until you're in it. And it's just averaging 30 credits a quarter. You're testing and testing and shoving information in your head. And, and we, I get into this cadaver lab. And I think I saw you a couple of weeks after this or at the end of the quarter, first quarter. And I get into the cadaver lab and we get into our groups and we slice into the body. And the body that we had was not to get into the details, but it wasn't with this. It didn't, they didn't use the same. I can't even remember what it's called. Preservative that they typically do. So instead of it being dull and white, it was very much vibrant and horrible smelling. Uh We didn't end up, we ended up not using that body after the first quarter and we got dispersed among other groups. But that being said, (laughs) here I am with these strangers that are now my classmates. And we're going to spend the next four years of our lives together. Every waking minute of it, I swear. And I am sliding into this colleague of mine, this classmate of mine. And he, he was around 40 years old when he started school. So he's at like 40, 15 years older than me or something. And here I am sliding and he's like, and he he tells me afterwards, he's thinking, you know, we're classmates, but I'm not that familiar with you yet. And then he realizes I am going, I am like almost passing out again. So he grabs onto me and then another uh, classmate comes over and I'm passed out at this point. I am out. They carry me in the hall where I woke up. 
<laughs> and I got the professor over me. I got like three guys over me and I'm out. So that's the two times in my life where I passed out. It's never happened any other time than that. So as you're laughing to this and thinking along your journey and, and how we're getting from point A to point X, there's a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. <laughs> well, and you know, it's, it's, it's funny because you survived it. Like, I mean, you didn't let little things kind of get in your way and you just said, okay, well, I'm committed. I'll get over this. And you're not going to, you're not like going into surgery. You just had to figure out how to deal with a dead yeah. cadaver, but you know, and once you're nine months of it, every yeah. single piece of the body, yep. I wasn't one to just, Hey, I'm going to jump in and start doing this. I was one that they would kind of have to force me into it, but Luckily, yeah. the group that we were in, one of the guys, he he soaked everything up. So he was quick <laughs> to volunteer for everything. Well, that's that's a funny that's a funny story. I remember that. I remember that you told me I passed out again. So, you know, the uh, the truth of the matter is that all of us get a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. And our path and our journey is never really straightforward. I. I came out of school thinking all I wanted to do was adjust people, you know, chiropractic adjustment was going to save the world. And, you know, I was just super really excited about that. And it didn't take very long into practice before I realized, you know, people are really stressed out. Their diets are terrible. Their lifestyle is not working. And the power of the adjustment is, is not able to really overcome all of the issues with people. And I, so I dove in and basically you know, started another part of my education on weekend seminars and traveling all around the country, learning about nutrition, learning about muscle testing, learning about, you know, supplements. And this was before there were many functional labs. So, you know, we were really kind of pioneering a lot of this stuff and it trying to implement it. We were implementing massage. Everything about my practice has been a, you know, how do we capitalize on a synergy of multiple roads kind of into the body. And, you know, I know a lot of people who, who just really specialize. They just, I want to do my one thing and I want to be the very best at it. And I, I totally think if that's your personality, then that's the way you should go. But my personality is constantly curious. And so I just can't sit back and rest on what I learned last year, you know? And so that's been a, a fascinating process. And I know there are a ton of practitioners, MDs and DOs and naturopaths and chiropractors and, you know, nurse practitioners and, you know, the whole letter of the, uh, the whole alphabet, you know, type of practitioners who are trying to find a model that they, that they feel comfortable in, that they can really take the time that they want to with their patient and they can, they can kind of go beyond the surface level with them. And, that's a huge journey. It's one thing to start off with a certain mindset of what you want to do. And that, that's, I think, a huge, huge benefit for you, Kylie, is that you were exposed to the blend of chiropractic and functional medicine as your like starting point. And you know, you were able to just kind of add the pieces of the puzzle and the and the education along the way. But yeah, I, I know remember you deal with when I was choosing a functional medicine program and what to do, mm -hmm. um, the school I attended, I literally went there because they had a functional medicine master's degree mm -hmm. and I wanted to do it. So I got myself applied. I got approved and accepted. And I sat down with the clinical director 
And I said, okay, what labs are you going to teach me? And he said, well, there's not any labs in our program, not even an adrenal panel, not even this neuro test. I would have not known those existed unless you were running them in the, in the office and I saw them. But for me, that was a red flag. If it was going to be all textbook work, which a lot of it was with my classmates doing it, and I chose a different route, but that was a big thing was I wanted to know how to read the labs and how to read those functional medicine labs. And they didn't offer it. So I went somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of uh, education that's kind of more theoretical. It's like, OK, here's the basic science. Here's the physiology of, you know, quote unquote, functional medicine. But what makes functional medicine functional is what we do with it. Like if you don't know how to operationalize, you know, the biology, then you're really not a functional medicine practitioner. Uh, you know, so I always say the philosophy behind what you're doing is more important than what you're doing. And so if you don't understand labs, or it doesn't have to be a lab, it could be any bit of information. If you don't know how to put it in context of a systems thought, like a, a thinking about the body in systems that are integrated, if you can't see the whole and understand the relationship between organs and systems, then it, you know, you can you could run a functional lab and still approach it allopathically. And I don't know if that's a term that you use on your podcast, but you can still approach it from a Western medicine point of view. Like you could run a really cool organic acid test and it could show that your vitamin C is low and you could think, oh, they just need vitamin C. But when you actually just try to plug all of those holes on an organic acid test with nutrients, the patient doesn't get better and the lab doesn't improve. So you actually have to be able to think about why these systems are dysfunctional because they're usually dysfunctional in relation to one another. Yeah, you have to read between the lines. Yes, you, you have to. And yes. more importantly, you have to be great, a great listener, right, to your client. How many times have you, you know, thought you were going to get something on a lab test and you get a totally different answer on a lab test? And now you're going, okay, the lab doesn't correlate with the history or this lab looks terrible, but the patient has no symptoms. What's going on? That's when the art of doctoring and coaching really come into play. And that is there's no really shortcut way to, to get good at that. It's just a matter of time and experience, but that's really the value of functional medicine is that we're thinking about our patient's whole function. And we're thinking about the interrelationship between all the different components of their life, not just all the different components of their biology. Yeah. I want to jump back to when you were talking about when you, when you started practice versus what you did then versus what you did now. I know for me, I've been lucky enough where my husband pays the bills. So I take whatever I make and I dump it back into it. So I've had the opportunity to spend money on mentors and programs and things like that. When I started my practice, I wanted it to be a brick and mortar practice where I had a daycare. So moms could come in, drop off their kids and get their health taken care of. Now I am sitting in my basement bedroom <laughs> on Zoom all the time, virtual, the brick and mortar practice went away, but I had no idea that was even a possibility when I started. Yeah. So really getting a mentor, getting somebody who, who is on your side, who's walked down that path, but ultimately it's someone who you want to emulate. 
um, you want what they have. Like I've talked about uh, another guy I've worked with. I paid him a lot of money um, to help me get to where I am, but, and, and we're still communicating. He runs a practice right now that I don't want anything a part of. I mean, he's pocketing a hundred thousand dollars a month. And so he's making the money, but he's also working 70, 80 hours a week where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm a mom first. I will always be a mom first. And when I have to think that way, I have to design a practice where motherhood's first, doctorhood is second. And, and that's the way wow. I've designed what I've got. But yeah, having a mentor, somebody who's been in those shoes is crucial. So I think you've, you've kind of hit on several things I want to riff on a little bit. One is, you know, everybody's goal line may look different. And I, I spent a lot of time in, in my early years in practice chasing other people's dreams and realizing that I felt really bad when I compared myself to somebody else's success. I would come up against my own internal um, limitations. Demons. Yeah, demons and, and limitations because of certain things I wasn't willing to sacrifice. So yeah. one of my mentors talks about the five freedoms, the five freedoms that we're all trying to, to gain. And off the top of my head, I'll see if I can remember them all. But, you know, he talks about health freedom. Like we, we all need to make sure that we're not sacrificing our health to get what we want. He talks about time freedom, not sacrificing time uh, that we can't get back mental and emotional freedom and geographic freedom, which is a new, I mean, really think about this. This is a new freedom. We've, we've never really had <laughs> this opportunity to telecommute or, you know, work from wherever we want to be in your basement or wherever else. Okay. And the last is financial freedom. And most business owners, most people, most everybody starts trying to get financial freedom. And they don't recognize all these other components that they're that they're sacrificing. Yeah, something has to give. Something has to give. You can, if you structure your business to support the life that you want, you might be able to actually get those five freedoms. It's an it's possible, but you have to be really really conscious and um, careful about uh, every step along the way. And that's what you've been doing. And you've said, okay, now that we're in 2021 and we've had a pandemic and we've had, you know, everything has kind of worked actually in favor of the practitioner in a virtual micro practice. Like you couldn't have done this six years ago. I know, you know? I, mean, I was doing it. Like, yeah. I was doing it like 18 months ago because of where I was at with my, with my own pregnancy. I was like, I physically am so sick. I can't even get myself to the office. And then COVID happened and I was like, oh, well, we're set. But the, the mindset around having a virtual meeting with a doctor has completely shifted. Totally. It's now okay yep. to do. And there are pros and cons to having a virtual practice. You would be the first to say there are pros and cons to having a brick and mortar. I choose because I still love to do uh, chiropractic work. I still love to have my hands on people and working with them and structurally balancing them. And, I'm probably uh, the worst them. chiropractor in the state right now because <laughs> I haven't done an adjustment in like 
two years. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be a little rusty. But yeah. you know, I still like that. So I still need a brick and mortar practice. But the beauty of telemedicine and telehealth is that, you know, all my functional medicine clients, they can still just, you know, zoom in and we can do we can do these visits. So I can work with people all around the state and even outside of the state via a health coaching model. So if you have practitioners who listen, that's obviously something that they need to consider is that most healthcare professions uh, are licensed state to state. And if you don't have a license outside of your state, you shouldn't be doing doctor patient care with that person. So this past year, I said, you know, coronavirus always had uh, every challenge comes with silver lining and it comes with an opportunity. So we doubled down on a lot of things in my practice, one of which was I got certified as a health coach. It's very strange. I know it's not too common for someone to get a second area of expertise that's lower in in scope, but I did that specifically so that I could work with clients outside of Utah as a, a health coach as opposed to a doctor. So that's a that's a fascinating journey. And yeah, definitely uh, check into the legalities of things. Yep. Yep. Um, Get a good healthcare attorney and make sure that you're that you're not creating problems for yourself. But there are ways around this and it is changing and evolving quickly because of the world that we live in right now and the fact that people can't always find a good functional medicine practitioner right down the road. Yeah, there's a big thing with law too, and and what I've seen from what I what I've researched and experienced, laws like 20 years behind, oh, and yeah. it's gonna be that way. And I always get asked, you know, about the law side of things from practitioners and 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 coaches and things like that. But then you also have to think about the insurance, and the insurance world is probably just as far behind. So when it's more so, <laughs> yeah, you get this as well, where people are like, well, do you take insurance? Is that it's not that I don't take insurance. It's that insurance doesn't take me because I get you out of the system. You know, that's, that's a great way to reframe it for patients. You know, it's just built on an entirely different model. Uh, you know, I, I think we can kind of rail on the things that we don't like out there in the world. You know, I think insurance was, was built with it when a certain model of how the body worked and how medicine should work. And it works really great for acute injuries and infections. And that's what used to kill everybody. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, you might even be so bold as to say their medicine is so good at not letting people die from infections and acute injury that yeah. they're all living. And now we're all dying of chronic diseases. And the system is terrible. It's terrible at managing chronic disease. And it's even worse at preventing it and helping people be healthy. So yeah. uh, the system isn't bad. It's just inappropriate. <clears throat> and incomplete. So, you know, we really need a, a revolution towards a new model of, of health care. And um, Mavericks are always going to be the ones who lead it. But being a Mavericks, dangerous business. I also think too, that not only from the healthcare standpoint, but also from the patient standpoint, the mental mindset shift. And yes. to expect insurance to pay for your health care it's going to pay for your sick care. Yes. Right. But if you truly want to be healthy, it's not going to pay for that. And to shift out of that mindset of, you know what, I'm going to take some cash out of my pocket. I'm not going to go out to dinner on Friday night and spend 80 bucks. Instead, I'm going to put it towards these supplements or whatever, X, Y, whatever it is for you 
just to help me feel better. And I know from my own personal experience, like if you feel better as yourself, you're physically healthy, you're healthy, you're emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy, mentally healthy, you're going to have that much better relationships. And I'll give you an example. I've got this person who lives by me to keep it very vague. She's got three adopted boys, which I can guarantee just based off of how she looks, she fought some PCOS and infertility along the way. And more often than not, I hear her screaming at these boys and it kills me because I'm thinking in my head, please just go get your hormones balanced. (laughs) Like, Like that's what we're experiencing. When we feel better, we treat other people better. We have better relationships. We can better memories, but it's just all around. We can live the life we want to live. We can thrive and not just simply survive. Yeah. And there's so many things we could say about that. I remember uh, one of my kind of pivotal clinical moments. I've obviously treated thousands of patients over the years, but some of them just kind of stick in your brain because of, you know, just the, the uniqueness of the situation. And I remember meeting with a gentleman. He was about 50 years old. He owned his own construction company and he was really, really depressed. He he couldn't really function much. He was losing the joy of life and he didn't want to work anymore. His wife was really concerned. So (laughs) this is maybe, this is actually real, although it sounds just stereotypical. His wife made him come in and uh, we sat down and um, we talked about gut health. We talked about hormone health. We talked about how what was going on in his body related to inflammation was driving his depression. And, you know, at least these were the things I suspected and that we needed to test and we needed to work through it. It was going to take six to nine months. And, you know, I kind of told him the price tag. I was like, I think, you know, you're probably looking at six to $8,000 and I'll do my best to, to not waste any of your money, but this is just the investment. And he just like, I can't do it. I'm, my business is struggling. And I said something that day that I certainly am not going to advise anybody else to say. This was not like doctoring 101. This was just like I could feel my humanity. I just could not, I couldn't not say it. And I just called, I just said, you know what? I guarantee that if you get, if you do everything I say, you're going to thrive in your business and you're going to make this money back. And if you don't, you don't owe me anything. I mean, I would never, this was like, a one-off. Okay. It was so strong of a prompting, a feeling in my brain. I just like, this guy's going to commit suicide. He's going to leave his family. Like we got to save this guy. And I, I, I just, so anyway, I, I told him that and I started to cry <laughs> and he started to cry and he gave, he just said, okay, I'm in. And, you know, it's one of those amazing stories, but he just started to do better and better and better. And I'll make a long story short. Not only did his construction company like blow up, like doubled his revenue the next year, the next year after that, he sold and cashed out his entire company and retired at like 55 years old. And I just think sometimes we don't understand uh, how valuable the investment is in our health. And we we're worried about twenty and thirty dollars or two hundred and three hundred dollars while we're bleeding out our life. And you know, I, I love having assistants who are as passionate about what we do as I am. But I remember one time, this was before you worked for me, Kylie. My I heard my assistant talking to somebody as they were kind of ready to check out. 
And the patient was like, gosh, I don't know if I can afford this. And literally my assistant, a 21 year old girl, like kind of no life experience, but she said, can you sell one of your cars? <laughs> like, right. Can you sell one of your cars? And this patient's like, like what do you make mean? it work for you? Because yes. it's that worth it. Can you do that? Can you make this happen? And the patient was like, oh my gosh, like you're really serious. You know, it was kind of like one of those moments where I don't know, am I worth it? Am I worth spending this sort of money on my health? Now she didn't have to sell her car, but the point was she was not even thinking about really all the resources she had to get well. And, you know, my assistant just saying something that bold, kind of over the top, got her to think, yeah, my health is actually a lot more important. My body is the vehicle I drive every day, you know, and it doesn't, I can't just replace the motor. So this journey starts first with a belief, right? It starts with the belief in, the, in, in us as practitioners that we, that we can help people if we truly think we can. And it definitely starts with a belief in our patient's mind about, you know, are they ready to take the journey? Are they ready to invest in their health and, you know, commit? You know, I, tell me if you haven't heard this a thousand times. Well, I could, I, I'd like to follow you, but I don't think I can give up my Diet Coke. I always get, well, I'm on disability, so I don't have any money. Well, what happens if you were to change your health so you get off disability <laughs> and you can work again? Like, yeah. that's what we're thinking about. Have I swiped credit cards to build my practice? You're better dang right. Be sure I've swiped credit cards, yeah. knowing that that's going to come back in the future. And it's something that we that we don't think about is what can we use to get us into a better place? Yeah. Now, and by I, getting into a better place, what ripple effect is that going to have on everybody I associate with? Right. Let me shift gears really quick. And, and I, I think we also need to talk about the elephant in the room. And that is that functional medicine can be overly expensive. Yes. Running too many labs, labs you can't even work on yet. You, know, you can't try to treat everything at the same time. Really expensive models of care. And that will sort itself out as we mature as a profession because the, the well need said. well said. Yeah, the need is there, and we have to go meet people. We have to meet people where they are in models that they can access. If they don't have five thousand dollars, they still, I mean, nine, 90% of the lifestyle changes that we want our clients to make are free. So how do we get the information to them in a way that's not too expensive for them so that they can implement things with as little cost as possible while we still get paid for our expertise? Like we don't want to get paid like the lowest tier of health expert when we're providing the highest value. So there's a way where all these kind of, you know, Venn diagrams kind of overlap. And I think what you're doing in a virtual practice by lowering your overhead is a way for you to be able to deliver care as inexpensively as, you know, as possible that makes sense for you as a mom and a business owner, but also it benefits your patients. I'm looking at, you know, membership models and ways that we can leverage uh, group education and all sorts of, you know, technology will be the driver as it is in all these other industries like, you know, uh, automotive and transportation and, you know, entertainment, everything, technology is running it. So technology is going to help us to revolutionize how we deliver functional medicine. 
And once we really understand how to deliver functional medicine care that is excellent, that helps people actually change their life and change their behavior and do it in a model that really can meet the masses, then there's no way to really stop it. Until, you know, right now it's kind of seen as an elite thing, you know, or, or not necessarily elite, but like a high-end concierge type service. And uh, although that is needed, it's not needed for every single one of our patients. You know, it may be, there may be 80% of the population or 85% of the population we could help a whole lot cheaper, but there's no model to deliver it. So that's our job, Kylie. You ready? You ready to pioneer I'm, this? And I'm uh, working on it. Yeah. So it's going to take a lot of brains and a lot of leaders and a lot of people uh, just trying things and seeing what sticks. But we know as we've got to go meet the people that are literally in their homes, screaming at their kids. They're not having sex with their spouse. They're, you know, they're underperforming at work. Can I just, I just, something popped into my brain. I, I hope it's okay to be like super vulnerable and tell a real personal experience. So my mother just passed away two weeks ago and we were going through her, uh, we were going through her, you know, papers and documents as a family and she kept meticulous records. She was an accountant and she just, everything was kept. Every ledger was, you know, perfect to the, to the penny. But I found a letter that was written to my father from his employer. Now, my father died 25 years ago, and my father had terrible health and terrible health habits. And when he died, he had about every con you know, chronic disease you can think of. But he's been sick pretty much all of my life that I can remember. But I pulled out this letter, and I don't know why my mom saved it. It was in a random place, but it was a letter uh, from my dad's employer telling him he was going to put him on probation because he was missing too much work and underperforming at work due to his health. Now, we had eight kids, and my dad had lost his job a couple times before that. It was the most stressful thing my mom ever had to deal with is how do we feed eight kids with no income? And she saved that letter. And I don't know what conversation happened <laughs> at the dinner table after that letter was received by my dad. But, you know, it, it's real. Like when we aren't well, we just simply can't be our best self. And it puts a ton of stress and, and, and pressure on us all. And, you know, I don't know why we kind of went down this. We could have talked about a million things today, but we kind of went down this road. <laughs> and maybe there's a reason. Maybe somebody out there that's listening is, is really kind of stressed about this as well. And they're trying to find an answer or trying to find a way you know, to improve their health, and they may be intimidated by the journey that's in front of them. Let me just say that nobody succeeds really in rebuilding their health without a guide. The journey is too tough. It's too complicated. It's too expensive to make mistakes all along the way. So the best investment really is to find somebody with a skill set and a passion and a, a heart full of gold that just wants to help. And, you know, that's really the, the type of practitioner that I think are, are moving into the functional wellness space, functional medicine space. Anyway, there was, I don't know, I don't know why that story came to mind, but that was just a real powerful wake up call for me this past week. It's reality that people are facing difficult scenarios because of their health, but at the same time, they've also been let down by so many 
quote unquote functional medicine providers, however you want to deem that. And where I get people out there like, we have nothing left for our retirement. We've spent it all on our health and we haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. And it kills me. And I'm like, that's what, what, one of the reasons why I've fine tuned what I do and how I do it. And the $99 membership, like definitely do a membership, Jerry. It's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other reason why I love doing this podcast, because I get to meet with so many people around the world. Like tonight I'm doing a recording with a lady in Australia. It's worldwide and we can have a much greater impact and people are thirsting for real knowledge that changes their health, not just changes their budget. Yeah. So this, you know, this world is one to infinite, right? You out to the world and it can just live on forever. I did an interview on a religious um, program and they recorded it, you know, one time it took an hour and I talked about our seven, you know, pillars of wellness. and. I get people calling from all around the world still 10 years later saying, I just listened to your, they think it happened yesterday. I just listened to that program. How do, you know, how, how can I work with you? So what you're doing right here on this podcast, what we're doing out there is, is uh, we call that the one to one to many or one to infinite. Right. And then the group model is the one to many. And then the one-on-one care for those who need it, you know, that's still critical and important. That's really functional medicine when it's very specific to your biology. What's happening with you right now? I need the lab to know what to do next. But so many people need a lifestyle reboot that can be taught on a podcast. So I think this is the way forward. I think this is the the model that's going to change and help people actually make behavior change. That's where it comes down to, right? I mean, you can print out a list of supplements for people to take, but if they don't sleep at night and if they are stressed out all day and if they don't move their bodies and if they, you know, don't drink enough, I mean, we could go down through the list. If they aren't changing their skills, the pills don't help. Right. When I was just thinking for myself, like I need, I need to get a stand up desk because I've been sitting here now we're going on almost four hours and I still got three more to go. And I'm thinking I'm being, I'm sitting. Yep. How do I change that? So yeah, what do you say? There's always an easy solution. Stand up desk. Let me tell you the total, uh, not, I don't know if this is politically correct, the ghetto version of a stand up desk. I had a patient tell me they, they couldn't afford a stand up desk. You know what they did? They got cinder blocks and they stuck cinder. They stuck their desk on top of cinder blocks. <laughs> so in other words, you, you're going to run up of, Oh, stand up desks are expensive. I can't get one right now. And I'm saying bull, like you can always do something. <laughs> I was just thinking of going and grabbing the tote and dumping all the toys that are in the tote, putting it on my desk and then putting the computer on the desk on top of that. Perfect. Like, so there's always an easy solution if you'll open, expand your brain to think about it. So yeah, stand up desk would be great. Hey, you know what else would be really awesome? If you said, if you got headphones and you told your next client, we're going to walk meeting. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. working on creating those. You know, yep. Or something, or, you know, uh-huh. some way to move your body while you're helping people. And tell them, okay, we're going on a walk together. Maybe you're working with a client and that's one of their goals is to improve their motion, their movement. And you say, me too. So next time when we meet, we're having a walk meeting. Make sure you're on your iPhone, right? So yep, I love it. Behavior change is where it all kind of comes down to the, the, the brass tacks. So anything we can do to help our clients change their behavior, they're empowered and it feeds into the next thing you're going to work on with them. 
Yeah. And then from a practitioner standpoint, you get those people like the construction worker that just keep you, you know what, this is why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. And you just keep going and you just figure out what's right. What's the right model for you and your practice and your lifestyle. And Dr. Duggar runs a very different practice than I do. Dr. Mojong runs a very different practice than both of us, Mm -hmm. but we're all on our own journey and love every moment of it no matter where you're at in that journey, because we never get time back. And the biggest uh, learning experiences come when we're pressed to our limits, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, and we don't think we can, we're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And it's because the thinking that brought you into the problem uh, has to evolve. It has to change. You have to up level and you have to see a whole different paradigm and that allows you to think differently and then you can behave differently. It's the same thing with that patient. What do you mean? My health is important as my car. I'd never considered that before. Oh, now if I could upgrade my thinking, now I find my solution, right? Would you have imagined 10 years ago, we'd be sitting here having this conversation? <laughs> no, I would not. When we first I, met. I, I, I would not have. Um, you're not the only patient or employee who has has gone on to be a chiropractor. Um, I think I'm at five. That means you're doing things right. Five of my patients or employees have, have gone on to do what I'm doing or, you know, their own version of it. And it's really, really gratifying. It's very humbling. And, um, you know, it really means a lot. And so, you know, I could be on anybody's podcast today and have a great time, but literally the fact that I see what you're doing I feel like a father, like I feel like a fatherly uh, sense of pride. So well-deserved. You you introduced me to this whole entire new world. And because of it, we're impacting millions of lives. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Duggar. You're welcome. Be sure to check him out at DuggarWellness.com, D-U-G-G-A-R wellness.com. Yes. And a new book, a new book uh, will be out soon. Uh, it's going to be called The Seven Simple Solutions, and it will be available uh, from our website. And we're definitely going to give away several chapters for free as a downloadable PDF. But my model right now is pay for shipping. We'll send you the book for free. Cool. Awesome. Go check it out. The Seven Simple Solutions at DuggerWellness.com. Awesome. Your purpose is just like mine. It's big, and it's important, and there's no one else anywhere on the planet who can fulfill it. So quit messing around and go get them. Chip gains. Take massive leaps towards your purpose and come join the 21-day Permission to Heal Boot Camp that's right for you. We begin September 6th. Say yes to yourself and let's celebrate your success next. Pick the boot camp that's right for you here. Dr. Kylie Burton com practitioners we are needed let's form an army and step into our purpose all while leveling up together come join me in the beyond the diagnosis mastermind doors close september 6th and the opportunity won't be around again for six months i'll see you on the inside btdmastermind.com